Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Donut Racing Show, everybody, where we bring a dive bar urinal cake mindset to the solid gold toilet podium of Formula One racing. I'm sorry for the visual. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're Thank welcome. you for apologizing. Please. My, my name is oh. Nolan Sykes. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, my favorite auto journalists and authors of Racing with Rich Energy by the book, if you haven't already, Elizabeth Blackstock and Alanis King. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. In today's episode, we are celebrating the end of tax season by talking about everyone's favorite topic, tax fraud in Formula One. But first, how was everybody's week? How are we feeling? I'm in a great vibe right now. Okay. I went to MotoGP at Circuit of the Americas this weekend. I had a stunningly fun time and I got a tattoo. It's a little cactus. <laughs> They have a tattoo flex box, That's like awesome. a shipping container on the track now <laughs> to do tattoos live. So That's wonderful. I, I had to hit it up. I have already selected my time slot for the Formula One United States Grand Prix this year. <laughs> so I'm getting another one. That's awesome. I don't usually watch MotoGP, but I this morning, perhaps in preparation for this episode, I watched the oh. MotoGP highlight video. Do Is it normal for that many people to crash out of a race like that? No, not really. Like, for some reason, I feel like it's become very prevalent this year. Part of it was, like, obviously they've introduced sprint races in MotoGP. So every single weekend has a sprint race, okay. uh, which has resulted, I feel like, in a lot of extra crashes just because you have 10 laps to do your thing. 
and then you have like 20 laps to do the race. So everyone's just like all hepped up on energy and ready to fight. I want to say that 12 out of 20 riders finished the main event this weekend, which is like an insane rate. That would be spectacular in Formula One. Uh, but it was just every two or three laps, someone's front got away from them and they fall off the bike. Uh, pretty interesting. I'm going to have to keep watching that. Alanis, how was your weekend? You had a, um, you had a car I, on loan this weekend. I did have a car. I have a. It's currently in my driveway. It's a Lamborghini Urus. They are going to pick it up in about 10 minutes, so I'm going to have to run out of this podcast. And what they do is they drop it off from a trailer, and then they pick it up on a trailer, and they drive it away. And usually it's like a single car trailer. You know, not a big mm-hmm. deal, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy calls me, and he's like, hey, I'm close to your house. Is, <laughs> is my trailer going to fit in your neighborhood? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. People do it all the time. He pulls up in an 18-wheeler. And I was like, oh, that's not the size I was expecting. No. Large <laughs> and, and in charge. 18-wheeler with five cars on it. Wow. And the Urus is tucked in the back. So he has to unload three cars from the 18-wheeler in front of my house, like using the lift, <laughs> doing everything like this, blocking the whole street in the neighborhood with cars on a lift in the air. And we finally get the Urus out. And by this time, all of my neighbors are outside and they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, that's that nothing. Nothing is going <laughs> on. Please go back inside. Um, and I got the Urus and it has been wonderful. You know, it's very interesting not everyone notices it, but when people do notice it, they're very excited. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a lot of fun. I exclusively drive it in track mode because if you're not obnoxious, then what are you? And I think it's lovely. Even when I'm parking it to take photos, I drive it in track mode. As for me, I've been sick with a cold all weekend. I just had some lemon tea. Uh, but anyway, I, I, it's not COVID. I took a COVID test yesterday. I just got a bad cold. I feel like I'm sick on this show a lot. On Friday, though, we shot with every Viper out at Streets of Willow, every generation wow. Viper. Um, that was an amazing experience, and I'm really looking forward to you guys checking out the video when that comes out. It should be out in like t- two or three weeks, uh, so keep an eye out for I Drove Every Viper coming to your eyeballs soon. That is so exciting. Uh, last thing about cars, do you know what I get to drive next month? Ooh. Uh, a- Let's guess. Let's guess. It's a slingshot. <laughs> no, no. It has a very weird engine and it's a big one. Big in pop culture, car culture. I'm going to let Nolan get one guess. Older car. Older car in RX-7? A, no. Yes! Okay. FD! Hey, you that's cool. That's exciting. I'm going to go drive an FD RX-7 next month. That's and I sick. am so excited. So, like stock or? Uh, I don't know. I have oh, no idea. All right. No it's clue. Surprise. It's a surprise. Fun. I'm so excited, but that's what I'm doing. That's and rad. it sounds like we're all doing great. We're we thriving. Are. Everything's great. We're thriving, <laughs> except it's tax season. Yes, it so, is. Yeah. It is, in fact. And not everyone has been great about their taxes in Formula One. <laughs> Here in America, tax season is just winding down. We are all desperately trying to figure out how much money we owe the government so we don't accidentally end up committing a federal crime. Ooh, should we actually explain yeah. for our international <laughs> listeners if they don't know how taxes work in America? Is that like, do people know how taxes work in America? I don't so, even know how taxes work in America. hey Yeah, I live here. <laughs> so basically in America, what happens is every year, April 15th or around there, 
it's time to pay your taxes. And the government knows how much tax you owe pretty much. Mm -hmm. And they go, okay, how much tax do you think you owe? And then you have to use these like services that cost you a couple hundred bucks Mm -hmm. to put in all of your information and pop out a number. And the service Mm -hmm. is like, that's probably right. And you're like, I have no idea if that's right. And then you turn it in and you pay the amount you're supposed to pay. And then the government can audit you and say, no, you did it wrong. Mm -hmm. Penalties. It's, It's this whole system where these tax companies basically lobby the government because they make a lot of money charging you to use their services. Mm-hmm. And they tell the government, nah, There's, make them use our services. The government technically has right. a free service you can use to file your taxes, but it doesn't like carry any information over from your previous no. year. So you have to input all that manually again, whereas it really is just way more convenient to use one of these uh, third-party tax services but they do charge. I w- I think I paid like 120 bucks or something. I, yes, I'm not it's proud awful. of it. I'm not happy. I paid 500 last Whoa. year. Uh. <laughs> That's because I have an international husband. Oh. That is international horrific. husbands. It's kind of like yeah. that's what we call our F1 drivers here. They're our that's- international husbands. <laughs> That's so true, Nolan. Wow. Except they don't cost us $500 for tax no. reasons because sometimes they don't pay their taxes. No, let's talk about yeah. that. And that's that's what we're doing here today. Uh, I think, thankfully, we don't really make enough money to warrant the government's watchful eye the same way not that yet. Formula One drivers do. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're not Nose not Hamilton over here. Yeah. But soon, one day. Formula One is a multi-million dollar sport, so it's pretty much a given that at some point in its 70-year history, folks along the way will have had some questionable run-ins with the law as a result of money. Today, we're going to talk about some of the very fun examples. Part of what makes money such a sticky topic in F1 is the fact that many drivers make liberal use of tax havens, and that has made a lot of people really mad. Countries like Switzerland and principalities like Monaco have been welcoming highly paid athletes for ages thanks to their favorable tax rates. And this has subjected a lot of drivers to a lot of criticisms. We could argue about that all we want, but it's easier to just quote three-time F1 champion Jackie Stewart's autobiography, Winning is Not Enough, on the matter. For all its glamour, my sport was also incredibly dangerous, and this reality forced us to make another hard decision, to leave Scotland for Switzerland. Our move was prompted by the reality that, as a top-rate taxpayer in 1968, I was paying 93% income tax. I was keeping seven pennies for every pound I earned. If I had been a high-flying business executive likely to earn a substantial salary for years to come, such high taxes would have been onerous, but maybe sustainable. As an F1 motor racing driver with no cash reserves and maybe five or so good earning years ahead of me, there was simply no way I could make provision for my family if I was killed or involved in a big accident. The only way I could give security to my family was to move and live in a place where we would keep more of my income. Honestly, when you put it like that. I hate that I was like, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) But also. I I get it. I get it. Mm. Is that the most morally commendable option? Uh, That's not for us to say. But the main thing is the controversies about taxes in F1 have been playing out in one form or fashion for years. But when it comes to the juicier side of tax scandals, we'll start off with recent history. Formula One drivers and other racing personnel were named in both the Panama Papers 
and the Paradise Papers, both of which were massive leaks of data that incriminated tons of super rich people in tax fraud, tax avoidance, and other forms of corruption. I think it's so interesting that like, ta- like you could do tax avoidance by accident in America. I'm just thinking about yeah, this right now, and I'm just like, damn. Yeah. I, I hope I never get accused of tax avoidance. If you're listening to this, don't come after me. But not everyone named in these papers was always directly tied to financial scandals, but the threads around the shell companies and the offshore accounts and the international motorsport got pretty tangled up, right? So 2016 F1 world champion, Nico Rosberg. This is my guy. This is like the weirdest dude in the world. And (laughs) he was listed in the Panama Papers. Hello, Nico. At the time, his management and lawyers really stressed that this was not because Rosberg was engaging in tax fraud. Instead, it was because he had formed a shell company with a company called Mozak Fonseca in order to engage in international business. And the threads of Rosberg's company registration ultimately traced back to Mozak Fonseca, and they were really wrapped up in this. Um, Nothing more was ever released regarding any potential wrongdoing by Nico, but the fact that his name was listed in the papers really subjected him to scrutiny. At the time, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists stated that some Mozak Fonseca accounts were engaging in bribery, arms deals, tax evasion, financial fraud, and drug trafficking. Rosberg mostly just seems like he was unfortunate enough to like go to this company to create his shell company. He's just goofy. There's nothing more than that. <laughs> I was just like, I can't see Nico Rosberg committing any sort of fraud. I can I can see him stumbling into disaster, <laughs> but not intentionally causing chaos. The only crimes this man commits is like crimes to culture, like crimes against my eyeballs for his YouTube channel. Yes, like that's the only thing he really does. Nico Rosberg is not capable of these things. <laughs> We love our international uh, himbo husband, Nico Rosberg. <laughs> Yardo Truly, an Italian ex-F1 racer, he was also mentioned in the Panama Papers, but he claimed that his dealings were also entirely legitimate. So, you know, we're good. Happens to the best of us. Sometimes we just work with a shady company. <laughs> the Paradise Papers leak that came out was actually a little... A little spicy. Uh, It was reported on in The Guardian at the time that Lewis Hamilton may have avoided paying taxes on a $22 million jet thanks to a complex loophole he was kind of exploiting. Good for him. Yeah. Basically, Hamilton's finance folks had helped him set up a series of businesses whereby he could actually lease this jet to himself and not pay taxes on it after he imported it to England from Canada. So he avoided $4.1 million in the VAT import tax. Hamilton maintained at the time that his lawyers were confident the scheme was legal, but it was like an artificial enough ploy that the British government wanted to take a really deep look in it. I really love this. Like, he's like, nah, like, I know it's sketchy, but it's legal. That's kind of the whole thing with a lot of these It's like, yeah, we, like you were within the bounds. Like, you were technically correct. You were not the spirit of the rules. Yes, But exactly. you were still abiding by them. The whole Hamilton Paradise Papers thing brought up a lot of scandal at the time because a lot of people have a lot of things to say about every single thing Lewis Hamilton does. 
Uh, but this specific issue regarded the allegiances that a driver owes to his home country. Oh, no. Yeah. So the... Yeah, the boxer Tyson Fury, for example, made a big stink about the whole thing, saying, quote, unlike Lewis Hamilton, I live and pay taxes, which went up to nine million pounds last year. So a lot of people were very upset that he wasn't paying his taxes and doing his due diligence for his country. I feel like if I paid nine million in taxes, the last thing I would tell everybody is that I paid nine million in taxes because that just insinuates that I have so many other millions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The people don't need to know that about me. Yeah. Yeah, so Hamilton defended himself by saying he does pay taxes in England, but the fact that he earns money internationally means he pays taxes all around the world as well. It's a whole complex thing. Tax fraud. It didn't happen here. They just... <laughs> but could have. Lewis is one of my guys. We know this, but I think it's still important <laughs> that we talk about stuff like this. Everybody knows we're getting screwed anyway. All these, quote, loopholes, are, I mean, I don't really see them as loopholes. I see it as like, okay, this is this is the system that rich people are wealthy enough to use, you know? Like, I, mm-hmm. I perhaps I could set up a company to loan my or lease my car to myself, but I think that would probably take some, some substantial capital to set something like that up. Anyway, that's besides the it point. It would also take a lot of brain power and, yeah, and like I'm expensive busy. people you would have to pay. Like, I got stuff to do, yeah. you know? And you gotta have like a manager to manage all of the sub people you have yes, managing all your right. other affairs. And I just, I'm not making We're enough too money busy. for that. I can barely even manage We're myself. We're too busy yes. to commit light fraud, you know? Light fraud. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A current team owner in the F1 grid has also been jailed for tax fraud. Oh, I love this. Prior to his team ownership, Gene Haas was caught up in a tax scandal that earned him a two-year prison sentence. Haas was arrested in 2006 after, quote, allegedly orchestrating a scheme in which approximately $50 million in bogus expenses were put on the company's books in an attempt to avoid the payment of more than $20 million in federal income taxes. Aside from filing false tax returns, other allegations include witness intimidation and conspiracy. This was all done via Haas's automated machining company, Haas Automation. His arrest was, of course, way before the Haas Formula One team was even a twinkle in his eye, but Gene Haas had already dipped a toe in the motorsport world with his NASCAR program, and his criminal record obviously didn't discount him from putting together a fairly functional F1 team. Before his case went to trial, Haas arranged a deal wherein he pled guilty to felony conspiracy to commit tax evasion in exchange for serving a two-year prison sentence and paying a $5 million fine plus... $70 $70 million in back taxes. I love that he had this laying around in order to pay these things, but like didn't want to legally do I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Always have your paper paperwork in check, I say, uh, which is why I waited until the day before my license expired to make a DMV <laughs> appointment and, and handle that. Nolan, you literally hey. drive for a living. I know, but it worked out. It's fine. Did. Uh, no, it did. I got that temporary license thing that said, "Hey, the DMV gives you that little slip where it's like, hey, this Nolan. this 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 dummy went to the DMV. He still has a license. It's all good." Um, Nolan, it's fine. I have it now. Very disappointed with how the the picture came out too, because I had to take a new picture. And I was like, I'm just gonna have a neutral face. I got the I got the license in the mail, and I I look terrible it's bad anyway oh, i didn't know when i was like 16 i thought you had to pose for a driver's license photo like a mugshot. Oh, no. i didn't know that you could <laughs> smile so like for years oh they don't let you smile i had here. a driver's license photo where i did not smile yeah. because i didn't know you were allowed to i saw you know when i was in line to get my picture taken uh they did make people retake their pictures i think they want it to be as neutral as possible at least in california Gene Haas was jailed in January 2008, but only served 16 months of his 24-month sentence, being released early in May of 2009. What is jail like for someone of Gene Haas's caliber? Like, see, that's that's the thing. Like, is it just you go to a place where they give you swanky treatment, like a, like a private hotel? Yeah, because I feel like he's not in with the, no, with no. the other they're, inmates. They have like, like this man's not scrapping. There are minimum, like super minimum. <laughs> Instead of like super max, there's super minimum security prisons that are for white collar crime like this that are a lot uh, easier to. Uh, what do they do- feed you in I these don't know. prisons? I don't know. Has anyone ever asked Gene? Are you going to do you that? You know what? Honestly, <laughs> Gene, what was prison like? <laughs> hey, it's been like 12 years, 12, 13 years since probably the worst part of your life. Uh, what was that like? Best guess. What is the menu? in the prison wherever Gene Haas is at. Like, what do they feed him? Do they feed him, like, steak and taters? Do Mm. they feed him, like, Mm. salmon? What do they feed him? I think for people in white-collar prison, I think an appropriate punishment would be to eat what the the working people eat, you know? Oh, Chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. 
Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly. Uh, Jack in the box. I got Gene Haas eating a PB and J. Do you? I would love that. Do they get access to like things? Like, can Gene Haas just like watch TV all day? Like, what does he do? Does he get to leave? What is? I'm just like I don't know. I feel like someone needs to ask him this question, and I feel like that person is going to end up being me. (laughs) I will come back and report to you all when I find out what Gene Haas ate in prison. Until then, you can go to my Substack, grandprixgastronomy.substack.com, where I am cooking my way through the Formula One calendar, and Azerbaijan is coming up, and it's real good, so... Oh, Elizabeth is cooking for Gene Haas in prison. That's wonderful. Yeah, I would love to, actually. I would love that. I'll cook him one of the dishes from from all over the world. (laughs) We have a team owner next who we're going to talk about who is avoiding prison. He faced similar tax concerns while still actively fielding a Formula One team. Um, For those of you who have been around for a while, we are talking about Vijay Malia. We love this guy, okay? Mm -hmm. He is a politician and a businessman and a fugitive. That, that is a Twitter bio right there. <laughs> Businessman, politician, and fugitive. I think gatekeep it's beautiful. Gatekeep girl boss. Gatekeep fugitive. Gallant, <laughs> girl boss. That's and what it is. Fugitive. Um, so between 2007 and 2018, he owned the Force India F1 team. If you don't know, Force India became Racing Point, and then Racing Point became Aston Martin because... Time flies. And honestly, I feel like Racing Point was just like a different dimension. I don't feel like I actually lived through that era when Racing Point existed. Does anybody like actually recall what was going on in their life when Racing Point was a Formula One team? No. no. It's all blur. That's, no. a, that, that's, that's upsetting, actually. Yeah. That's upsetting. It's like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> side quest or something. Like Racing Point existed, but I don't. it wasn't part of the real plot. Like it was just a side quest, right? Um, yeah, exactly. It was a filler episode. Exactly. So apparently Malia's nickname used to be the King of Good Times, which is also <laughs> my nickname, um, if you didn't know. So you're probably able to guess he was not the most financially savvy. He did. Did a lot of stuff. He's been actively embroiled in financial scandals since 2012, but things really heated up in 2016. In March of that year, Malia moved from India to Britain, citing the fact that he wanted to live closer to his children. Isn't that sweet? Don't we think that's really sweet? Yeah, how kind of him to do that, to make that sacrifice. I mean, he (laughs) wanted to be by his children. Uh, No, that wasn't it. It turned out that 17 Indian banks were trying to collect more than one billion from him. So Malia just like fled and he was like, I'm going to go hang out with my children. It was really because he owed a billion dollars and he used this billion dollars to gain significant stakes in a bunch of companies that kicked off a deeper investigation into Malia for other charges, including financial fraud and money laundering. So, you know, not exclusively or exactly tax fraud, but this guy was engaged in so much questionable business that his taxes were also impacted. I love it. I personally, I mean, why not just take out a lot of loans and buy a lot of companies and use those companies and throw parties and be the king of good times? Like, he lived it up. That's the thing is like, life is short, okay? Do your thing. This is, 
He embodied the YOLO mindset. He really did. And the whole scandal is still ongoing. Malia faces extradition, fines, and jail time. We don't know if it'll be the same jail that Gene Haas was in. We don't even know where Gene Haas was. <laughs> um, he is yet to really face up to his actions, and he was officially declared a fugitive economic offender in 2019, and he filed an asylum request with the UK in 2020. Huh. The government had neither approved nor denied his asylum request yet, so it is effectively just given Malia the opportunity to remain in the country in the state of limbo. Oh, weird. Um, I don't think it'll be surprising for anyone to learn that Malia's name was in the Panama Papers and the Paradise Papers. This guy's going two for two. Sweet. It was a, it was a whole scandal. Like, I miss, I miss having VJ Malia around in the paddock. This dude was just in the paddock, like, committing crimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. I mean... <laughs> You gotta, you gotta admit, it's kind of cool to say I'm a fugitive who owned a Formula One team. It's kind of cool. Oh, at this, and yeah, and like it's not like he's facing consequences, Mm-mm. and it's not like he's having a bad time. England is not the best place to live in the entire world, but it's not awful. It could be worse. I dream of such a legacy: fugitive Formula One owner. Oh, incredible. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Of course, we also have to point out that the fact that F1's longtime head honcho, Bernie Ecclestone, also faced allegations of tax fraud. Almost a tax frog. Now, that's a mascot. Ooh, that's cute. TurboTax had a tax frog. That'd be great. Anyway. Yes, but also tax frog implies tax fraud. And then who would be using TurboTax because they'd be afraid of tax fraud? Don't be a tax frog. Use TurboTax. Exactly. Exactly. Slogan's there done. you go. Hire us. Don't be a tax fraud. Use the tax frog. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Ecclestone's whole life basically became embroiled in scandal during his later years of F1 ownership. This is, after all, the man who was willing to give Hitler the benefit of a doubt, but one such scandal was financial fraud. If you want to know more about this guy, we have a whole uh, past cast episode on Bernie Ecclestone. Weird guy. He's a weird guy. I mean, he has said some of the most atrocious things. Yeah, yeah definitely. Ever. Basically, Bernie Ecclestone faces a single count of fraud by false representation after the UK tax authorities found he had over 400 million pounds of undeclared assets overseas, effectively meaning that he hasn't paid taxes on any of those things. His trial will actually take place in November of this year, and we're, we already bought our tickets. We're going over to the UK. <laughs> we're going. We're going we go- to the trial. We should, 
We should watch this. I would love this. Yeah, let's go. Bernie Ecclestone is 92 years old. And this dude, all he does he a, is it, like he has a child. start drama. He has a child. Yes. Yeah, so his spouse is um, Fabiana Flosi. And she is, how old is she? 46 years younger than him. 46. So Half his age. That would be exactly half his age. That's there's just a lot to process when you think about Bernie Ecclestone. Um, the wildest thing about Bernie is that he's 92 years old. And instead of like enjoying his life, he just calls up the British reporters and he's like, hey, I want to talk some shit about somebody. And they're like, all right. Yeah. And then they print it. Yeah. And like it's he really just weird. says like some horrible thing about something and then it gets printed. And you're like, why are you talking to this guy? I'm going to be honest. It's good for traffic. It's good. People for tra- love a hate click. It's good for traffic. Go Bernie. He's. Even in his old age, he's figured it out. He's thinking he's about gaming us. the system at ninety-two. Yeah, he's thinking about the economics of journalism. He's keeping the doors open. Good for him. <laughs> well, Formula One is a high-stakes sport, but the proper filing and paying of taxes is just one of the many unexpected ways those stakes can manifest. So, whether you're facing the ire of fans for moving to a tax haven or literally conspiring to commit fraud, there's always some drama to be found when tax season comes around. Oh, yes. Pay those taxes. That's what I'll say. Pay your taxes. We hope you paid your taxes already by the time you're listening to this episode. If you haven't, um, I hope you filed yeah. your extension. <laughs> rich we people hope you paid your taxes. Rich dude. people have lawyers to kind of like take the heat off you and and get in the government's way, but they will they will come for you if you don't get those taxes done. Anyway, and on a lighter note, it's time for boyfriend of the week. <laughs> It's our reoccurring segment where we acknowledge who's the best. It can be anybody, a driver, car, moment, team lead, or someone online with a nice take. Uh, We do this every week. You know how it goes. This is middle school rules only, so you're our boyfriend for only the week. Alanis. I think we should start out with a collective boyfriend of the week who took us all by surprise. Goofalo76 on Twitter. You are amazing. We all just randomly, a couple days ago, got a tweet of a photo of a Hawaiian shirt with our faces on. Yes. It, okay. And so that's like an ad that's on my TikTok right now. Like you can order a Hawaiian shirt with people's faces on it. And, and it, it looks like they did, but with our faces. With us. With our faces. And wore it to their local F1 bar. And it's so I'm cute. S- it's so it cute. Is, I'm going to s- show it in case we ever release <laughs> the recording. There you the, go. Like yeah. Our it's actual a, a green meeting. Hawaiian shirt, our faces from some promo shots we took earlier this year, all on there. I was flabbergasted. I was amazed that anyone would put my face on a t-shirt. So thank you very much for your support. We love you. Goofalo. It was so beautiful. Um, you're our collective boyfriend of the week. Thank yes, you so thank much. You. Um, my individual boyfriends of the week. I have two boyfriends of the week and that's so because many. they are, they, well, they're in the same, situation so Mm. if you missed it there was this like photo album posted by the f1 accounts last week and it was charlotte claire and carlos signs in these blue goggles and they appear to be like virtual reality goggles right i I don't (laughs) know what's going on (laughs) yeah don't know what's going on in these goggles but they're so happy they are just locked in this embrace with each other they're holding each other's arms and they look so happy with these goggles on. And I'm like, what are they seeing? What's in these goggles? Like, do they drive for another team? Is this a, another year where maybe Ferrari isn't so <laughs> bad? Like, 
What's they're going seeing on? Ferrari World Championship somewhere in the future. Yeah, they're seeing something in these goggles that is just really magical for them. And they look so happy. And then you scroll to the next photo that the F1 account posted. And Carlos signs, I'm going to describe it for you. He's holding out both hands and each hand has a tennis ball in it. I don't know why. And Charles Leclerc has both of his hands out and he has his hands on top of Carlos's hands. And they're just like in this like, this cute little like hand grip thing. And Carlos has no goggles on and Charles has the glasses on and he's like focusing intently on whatever is going on. And it's- Are these trunk goggles? Like what are they doing? I don't know, but these are like, they're the cutest photos I've ever seen. I'm so happy for them. They look like they got a break from reality, which is good because they need a break from reality. And I thank them for looking so happy. Good for them. (laughs) Good for them. Good for them. I hope whatever's going on in those goggles happens in real life at some point. I've got an individual boyfriend of the week this week. There are some videos going around Instagram at the moment of Max Verstappen playing, like doing sim racing. And Kelly Piquet is his girlfriend. She has a daughter named Penelope with former F1 driver Daniel Kvyat. And Penelope keeps coming up to Max and like asking to play. I'm picking Max Verstappen as my boyfriend of the week because he... He's not just a stepdad. He's a dad who stepped up. Good for him. Love it. Uh, I guess my boyfriend of the week would just be the entirety of Team Viper over the 25 years that they worked on that car. Uh, Had an amazing experience last Friday. Make sure you check out I Drove Every Viper when that drops on YouTube. Should be a couple weeks from now. Keep an eye out for it because I'm still still dreaming about those cars. Make sure you go turn on your alerts for the Dona Media YouTube page so you know when that comes up. Exactly. Yes. Yes, Thank you, Liz. Yes. Precisely. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the Donut Racing Show. We'll be back next week to talk about the rise of Formula One racing in America. And we're going to take a deeper look at the Baku City Circuit and some of our predictions for the upcoming Grand Prix in Azerbaijan. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe and tell all your friends to tune in to the Donut Racing Show. And if you want to leave us a five star and kindly worded review, it really helps us out. We appreciate it. If you're not familiar with Donut, we have a YouTube channel. I don't know if you've heard about the YouTube channel today, but we have a YouTube channel that's going to show a Viper video. It's going to be great. As well as an automotive history podcast called Pass Gas. Check them both out. You can follow DRS on Twitter at Donut Racing Show. You can follow Elizabeth at Eliz underscore Blackstock on Twitter and Eliz A Blackstock on Instagram. You can follow Nolan at Nolan J Sykes on both. And I am Alanis in king on both yeah we got to put that middle initial in there because some guy named alan thought he was really important (laughs) we will see you next week we're so excited to talk to you again but for now bye Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.